Welcome to Dress to Manifest, a podcast for ambitious women who are ready to embody their best self through style and make their dreams a reality. I'm your host, Ariel Brittany, a personal stylist and confidence coach with a compassionate, intuitive, and spiritual approach to styling. I help heart-centered leaders and entrepreneurs shine in an authentic, aligned style that cultivates magnetic confidence and joy. Let's dress to manifest. Welcome to Dress to Manifest. This is going to be a personal reflection episode. Looking back on the month of October, which was a really big month for me, and also sharing some post-eclipse revelations, which was a wild ride for me and so many others I've talked to. It was like a very intense, expansive time. And also just sharing, yeah, vulnerable thoughts, um, different things that have come up for me and just kind of where I had resistance to certain things, um, sharing basically the good and the bad. And just being honest with you about just how things have been. So recently, I have been receiving opportunities that have felt both very expansive and triumphant and have set my soul on fire, but they've also been really nerve-wracking. And the whole theme of this episode really is going to be about celebration and really allowing ourselves to receive. So I'm going to just go over basically to give you context, the different opportunities that I experienced in October and how I just, I really do feel like it in a really, really good way challenged me to expand my self-perception of myself and to really like, I feel like I took like a quantum leap in my identity, um, seeing myself as my higher self and just realizing that all of these different things that I thought I would be worthy of later, I actually have always been and am worthy of now. One of the things that happened um, in October was that I was flown out to style my client in person my longtime client for her live event weekend and it was incredible it was absolutely spectacular um, she had her clients fly in and everything was so luxurious and well curated down to the details and for me being flown out to style a client in person is literally on my vision board that I made end of 2021 going into 2022 so to look at that vision board and just to see how almost everything on it manifested including that is mind-blowing to me um and it was also especially just like a full circle moment because well I had been planning with my client with this for months so we were really like co-creating the looks for months and going back and forth and many of the clients that were there were also my clients so it was so I can't even describe how much joy it brought me to like hug my clients who many of them I'd never met in person before because um, I do style some of my clients remotely many of them remotely and to just 
be there and to hug them, even to see some of the pieces that I've helped them with, like in their outfits, seeing them like styled on them and them looking amazing. I was just like, wow, absolutely amazing. And I loved also being like a community stylist in a way where if somebody needed anything, like I loved having my stylist toolkit there to um, be there for them throughout the weekend. I was like, you need a steamer? You need an extra pair of flats? You need fashion tape, shout wipes? Like, give me a holler. Um, So that was just like a magical weekend seeing everybody and of course styling my client and being there for my client and seeing her just absolutely rock her event. It was amazing. If you want to see more of that, you can go to my Instagram at Ariel.Britney and um, see the reel I did with all of the looks. So the next opportunity that I received was definitely a very surprising one to me. And it happened when I went to an astrology retreat, which was Cosmic RX's Tapping into your cosmic purpose retreat with Maddie Murphy, who is the astrologer who leads the Cosmic RX podcast. And she is one of my favorite astrologers, and Cosmic RX is literally like my favorite podcast. So um, it was really a pleasure to be there and to meet her and be in community because this was what I consider to be like my first official spiritual community. Even though, you know, to me, I was a listener, so it was really, like, in spirit, my spiritual community. Um, But it was before I really had one, and I met more people who were into astrology and crystals and all of those different things um, in LA this past year that have really, um, yeah, just made me so happy to connect with. But this podcast was there for me and my spiritual community uh, way before that. So that's why it was super meaningful to me to be there in person, in community. Uh, That's like the theme here. I'm feeling in person and community. So I learned so much. It was extremely magical the whole weekend. We were at a place called Krupalu in Massachusetts. And it was just like acres of beautiful, gorgeous land. And it was really like fall, like actual fall that we don't get in LA and it was so peaceful like the sun just basking through these beautiful orange leaves and everybody just laying on the grass and journaling reading um or just really taking taking in uh the scenery I I felt so much serenity being there and it was really lovely to connect with people who were passionate about learning about astrology and their birth charts and learning about what is my purpose here like what is the soul medicine I'm meant to bring forth into the world there's just this incredible aura of love throughout the whole weekend where we were all supporting each other um, witnessing each other and yeah I just I I really loved it and it was definitely like a huge highlight of this year for me uh, to be there even though it was only for three days. I definitely want to come back to Kripalu and experience just that again, that feeling again. But 
huge props to Cosmic RX and Maddie Murphy for facilitating and teaching that whole weekend was just loved it so basically the opportunity that surprised me was Maddie you know asked me to be a guest on Cosmic RX which is like I mentioned my favorite podcast so I was needless to say I was shook (laughs) and I cannot wait for that interview so we are planning to record that in early December and I'll let you know when it comes out but to be a guest on a podcast I listen to so frequently (laughs) and I've been feeling like so connected to as far as um, in my spiritual journey and in encouraging me to continue with my passion for astrology which has been long held since like my teenage years but I've only really started sharing it openly in these past couple of years Um, yeah it's just very special to me to be a guest on this podcast Um, and I forgot to mention in my manifestation journal, Haley Hoffman-Smith, who is a manifestation expert slash guru, she's great. You should check out her content. She does this thing every year where she shares her exercise, which is like 11, 11, um, 111 wishes on 11, 11. That's what it is. And you write down 111 wishes, like a wish list, um, to the universe on 11-11 and it challenges you to really like get into the nitty-gritty of what you want see what comes up see what surprises you because 111 things that's surprisingly it's hard to think about so it gives you gratitude about what you already have and it also challenges you to think like what is it that I actually desire out of my life it could be something as small as I want a new desk or new I don't know lamp to I want this big opportunity so I really let myself and my imagination run wild with that last year which was the first time I did it Um, and one of the things I wrote down was actually multiple things I wrote down was being flown out literally to style my client in person and um, to be invited to speak on this specific podcast but these things I really thought wouldn't happen for a while, to be honest. And this is vulnerably vulnerable for me to share, to say like, I thought the version of myself that would be worthy of these things would be like me in two to three years, to be quite honest. Um, so the fact that it's happening now, um, yeah, super surprised me. Wonderful. But of course, there's like this nerve-wracking feeling like the butterflies going and yeah I'm gonna talk about that feeling this is the feeling I want to expand upon in this episode so moving on to another eclipse opportunity surprise um, an online publication reached out to me to collaborate in writing my first article with them so I had this dream since I was little to be a fashion writer and a fashion designer. I always wanted to work in fashion in some capacity, but I had all of these different passions. I was a very multi-passionate kid and I loved writing and I would write creative stories and 
short stories. I even wrote fantasy novels as a kid that I never finished, but I would passionately write and read. Um, At my most bookworm era, I would say I read three books a week, but um, I had this dream of, yeah, being a, a writer, especially in fashion. Devil Wears Prada was like the thing I would watch like unknowingly like trying to manifest. I didn't have a word for it but I was like maybe if I watch this enough I could do something like this and be a writer and in a big city and live this glamorous life working in fashion. And when I was writing this article it like hit me. Um, 11 year old me. God I'm like getting emotional even saying this like um she was like, oh my gosh, we're doing it. Like we're living in a big city and we work in fashion and we're writing like this article. And um, for me, I mean, the article is a big deal to me because I, I want to manifest more opportunities for writing fashion articles. Um, and this one in particular is a fashion and astrology article. So I'll announce that when it comes out uh, this month. But yeah, there is this part of me that was like, okay, like, let's just get the job done. This like very logical adult Capricornian, like rising, that Capricornian sternness in my rising sign was coming out like, okay, like, let's get this done. But then my inner child was like, oh my God, no, we're doing it. This is amazing. Like, take a moment. We did this. This is huge. So those are the opportunities that have come up during eclipse, the eclipse and This eclipse was on the Scorpio-Taurus axis, and eclipses are all about shakeups, surprises, and transformation, and with it being on the Scorpio-Taurus axis, it transited my 10th house of career in Scorpio, or my midheaven, and it also went through Taurus, which is like my 4th house and my 5th house, where it's like partially in both, and the 4th house is like about familiarity, home, your roots, um, how you grew up and then your fifth house is really like your creativity um, your inner child all these different things like that um, pleasure fun so it's like all of those themes came up career my comfort zone my creative self-expression my inner child like all of those things came up in such a really beautiful transcendent unexpected way um And all of it was really shaken up like a snow globe. That's like the image I just got, like a snow globe to be like, okay, like I'm floating, but like, where's the ground? And is this really happening? Am I like in a different timeline? Um, So yeah, I felt, of course, really good about all of these things happening, but there's also honestly some resistance that came up. And that's why I wanted to talk about um, really allowing ourselves to receive and about the energy of celebration because it brought about this question where I was like, why do we feel resistance to celebrating ourselves sometimes? It's not all the time, but sometimes it just is so strong and persistent. And it's like, why? Why do we feel resistance to announcing our wins loudly and triumphantly? And I noticed, um, yeah, that it was coming up for me and it surprised even me because, and I think it might surprise some people because my personality really like overflows with this big hype woman energy and I freaking love celebrating people 
and making them feel loved. It's really the heart and soul of the work I do and why I love personal styling and confidence coaching and astrology because I really combining those gifts together and making people feel loved and celebrated and seen um yeah so that they could really go out there and be the brightest version of of themselves and make the impact they're meant to make that is yeah it's really at the core of my mission is like this energy of celebration and love so I was like what the f Ariel (laughs) why are you having some resistance to really practicing what you preach here towards yourself and it's funny because one of my repeated aerialisms is I always say that photo shoots are a celebration, not an obligation. Um, so that's another reason why I was like, Ariel, you say this all the time to your clients. So what what is the problem here? Um, I'm comfortable with taking up space, I realize, but not too much space. And I notice that I can sometimes limit my shine to the size of a room instead of a ballroom or like a stadium. And I was just like, where is this coming from, right? We got to stop acting like we're a little birthday cake candle when we have the light of the whole goddamn sun. That's like what my higher self is saying, right? And I'm sure that some of you out there who are listening can resonate with that where it's like, okay, it's not that I'm not fully uncomfortable taking up space. It's just that we put limitations on it. We put conditions on it. For me personally, I think that like a lot of it has to do with identity still catching up to our reality. And imposter syndrome, even if we've dealt with it once, which I know it's something I've worked a lot on, it's not something that's like defeated once like a big boss in a video game and then it's just dead and gone and you're, you're good it can creep up again even if you've overcome it before and that's okay um I've learned through this month that it's like important to not beat myself up about that but to process it and if anything it shows just how much that I care about these opportunities and it's a sign of alignment so if you feel that self-doubt creeping in just a reminder from me to you that it's a sign of how much you care and it could also be a sign that of it's aligned to you like this is an aligned opportunity and you really care about getting it right not that you can get it wrong you just have to be yourself saying that as a reminder to myself too a lot of times these opportunities come or or manifested and surprise us because we're in just this energy of being ourselves of just radiating out radiating out who we are without trying just shining our light and then it's like when people notice we're like oh my god you start to stand still and you go okay wait a second I'm uncomfortable but instead of letting that fear shrink our light like let's just take it as a sign that it's time to expand it is time to expand so I was thinking about just where this resistance towards celebrating myself was coming from and I kind of started to think about when I was little and just when I was growing up and this image of me reading and reading (laughs) with the sun still out in my family's loft when I was I think I was about five or six 
um, the sun was still out by the window and then it started to fully set. And my family would get mad at me because I would keep reading even when the sun would go down and they would say, oh my gosh, you're like ruining your eyes. Um, But I didn't notice. Like they would tell me that, but I would legitimately just forget because I would get used to the light dimming. I would get used to the lack of light and I didn't even notice how my eyes adjusted to make up for the lack of light. So in this metaphor, let's just say that the book I was reading is me looking outward for external validation or getting lost in comparison. When we are so wrapped up in that external validation or comparison, we don't notice how our light can shrink and shrink and shrink as we do that. Or our eyes or our own perception of ourselves literally adjust to make that our new normal when it's not true. It's not true. We're just distracted. We're distracted from the lack of light. I hope that that analogy or imagery helps you like understand that kind of concept. This is all to kind of explain this habit we have of like getting lost in the sauce of what other people are doing and also just getting into this habit of minimizing our wins. Especially if you grew up as an overachieving woman of color or daughter of immigrants. Because when I was reflecting on this resistance, I realized that I made excellence like this standard for myself. It's what I expected from myself because I think it's something that was expected from me. There is this pressure to perform well because you have opportunities as a daughter of immigrants that like your parents didn't have and they opened so many doors for me that I remember being like which door is the right choice and really trying to get it right (laughs) trying to get it right um fearing I'd mess it up and just this importance of being of doing my absolute best while being humble was so emphasized Which, that's not to say that, like, humility is a bad value to have. It's good to recognize that, of course, like, there are other things that transcend our understanding that bestow us certain gifts. Like, I really think that I was blessed by higher power with some of the gifts I've I've had. Like, I know I've been blessed to have the family I have um, who have been, you know, loving and supportive of what I do, like, there are different things like privilege too at play so it's like yes staying humble but I think that there is a fine line there between humility like being like okay yes there are other things at play here it's like not just me but this feeling of like none of it is me (laughs) this feeling of like I'm inferior um it's important to discern that and I think that like when you're younger it's so easy to sway more towards that side of I feel inferior rather than I feel humble and confusing the two. We also learn as women that we have to self-deprecate to make other fe- others feel comfortable. Um, there's like this urge we're taught where it's like somebody says something nice to us compliments us and it's like you look 
really pretty. It's like, oh, no, I don't. My hair is really messy or this rushed urge to be like, oh, my gosh, you look great. Um, Instead of actually just like sinking into the moment and just accepting it and saying thank you. And it's really important to just catch ourselves in that and have that awareness so that we could be receiving, receiving that love, receiving that support from other people. So recently, I reread an old journal I had from 2007 to 2014. And it is amazing to see how I've grown and changed rapidly through the pages. It really was like following a story with a protagonist who wasn't even me. My worries were loud and relevant in one entry, then completely resolved in another entry months later. Um, So it was really amazing to like relive that roller coaster uh, with past versions of me. One particular entry stood out to me and it made my heart go out to 15-year-old Ariel. She was comparing herself like crazy to everyone. She listed out all the strengths of everybody else, like all of my high school friends, as if they were completely separate from her. Like, I, I wish I was, you know, beautiful like this person or this friend, or I wish I was um, talented at this, like this friend, just so many different things as if they, and I kept saying like, this is something they have that I don't. And I really want to know who I am who am I that yearning oh I still feel that teenage yearning of who am I what am I meant to do and who am I meant to become now that I'm older I realize that what I was admiring in others is something that shows me what I value and desire it's showing us hey like we're vibing with this person's energy because we have that same frequency And that version of myself, she wrote about how badly she wanted to grow up to be a person with poise and humor and heart. And it made me tear up because I I can now say in celebration of who I am now, like I, I did grow up to be someone who I consider as poise, humor, and heart. I talk about past versions of myself a lot because... It took me until adulthood to realize that when it comes to comparing myself, the only person it actually is constructive to compare myself to is myself, and that's it. Because I think something people don't talk about often enough is comparing ourselves to past versions of ourselves, where it's like, for me, I talked about this in the body acceptance episode, where we look back at ourselves and go, oh, look at how skinny she was, like that version of me, look at um, how I looked back then and comparing ourselves to that past version of ourselves back then. No, that's not what I mean by comparing ourselves constructively. That's not constructive. It's from a place of shame. And that is something that, you know, it's not to be just bypassed and put away, but It's important to process that and understand what we're seeking and looking to the past to resolve what we're feeling now. Like, what is the medicine we're seeking? For me, it was acceptance of, like, a new version of my physical body. And that could only be found in the work I had to do in the present, not in the past. The energy of comparing yourself to the past should only be from a place of love, gratitude, and awe. 
um, to inspire you, to re-inspire you, to reinvigorate you and add fuel to your fire. Because personally, when it feels like I've been climbing and climbing towards my goals up this big mountain that feels like, oh my gosh, we have so much more to go. It's so important to look down that mountain and enjoy the view and take note of the lessons learned along the way and um, let them strengthen the way you move. It's so easy to put people, opportunities, and things on a pedestal and make ourselves feel inferior. Like I mentioned earlier, that discernment in humility versus inferiority. Put yourself on a damn pedestal. Put yourself on a damn pedestal. We we all have something equally magical, unique, and incredible to offer the world in being ourselves unapologetically. That's what makes us incomparable. In that, though, maybe you're, you're doing the work in this. And trust me, this is a journey. This is not something you get perfect. And fixating on getting this perfect actually defeats the point and the purpose. <laughs> because what I can find myself doing is wanting to negotiate the evidence, which is something that my client talked about at her live event on stage when coaching her clients. I love this concept of negotiating the evidence where we don't believe the positive evidence about ourselves sometimes or our success, you know, our wins, the reasons to celebrate ourselves. We'll negotiate it where it's like, okay, well, that person only hired me because they know this person who has a positive perception of me and then that swayed them or blah, blah, blah. But then when it's time to look at what we think, is evidence that supports negative self-talk. We have so much to say. Um, and we defend we defend our negative self-perceptions of ourselves sometimes instead of stepping into our identity that's still catching up with us. Because it's sometimes easier to believe like this reality we've lived in of like, seeing ourselves in that negative light versus catching up to oh that's not that's not where I'm at anymore that's not who I am anymore I've moved past that I've transcended that it's just like a new version of overcoming our comfort zone but the comfort zone is in how we see ourselves and how we're used to seeing ourselves and this can be nuanced too because there can be other parts of ourselves or our lives that we find easier to celebrate depending on the season we're in. For instance, for me, celebrating my career success always felt kind of iffy and like I would have resistance to it and resistance has come up because I have changed career paths and aspirations a lot for a young person. So it made me feel wishy-washy like, oh, what if something happens and I change my mind? Or what if the rug gets pulled out from under me? things like that when really the reframe of this that I now see in looking back and connecting the dots it's like what a blessing it is that I honored my intuition gave myself permission to change my mind and all of these different experiences um, in my career taught me valuable lessons that helped me create and pave my own path and dream job like that is so much more empowering and that's what um, I mean by reframing that negative self-talk into 
evidence, into positive evidence that supports that this is the identity that you're claiming now. And I think that we can get fixated on a specific path or outcome because we think success has to look a certain way or we have expectations of plans for our future. But it doesn't allow room for growth or changes in perspective. Because imagine if you got everything you ever wanted, ever. You wouldn't have experienced new things that helped shape your perspective, helped you grow, helped you change your mind. Like, thank God I didn't get into my dream college or end up with my middle school crush or get that job I wanted because none of it was really meant for me. And the person I am now, it's just not in alignment whatsoever. So let's take inventory of where God, the universe, the higher power you believe in, has surprised you. Let's take inventory of that. Delight in the plot twist. During um, all of this, I was getting incredible coaching and advice from Mariella, my business and life coach, who was a guest on this podcast. And one of the things that, oh my gosh, I've been mind blown just thinking about it, like this analogy she gave me, because I was starting to kind of not dismiss these opportunities, but I wasn't fully acknowledging them as big and as wonderful as they were because of, you know, that feeling of my identity catching up to my reality. And the way that she described it, because I expected other opportunities to come in that weren't necessarily ones that I even wanted as much as the ones that did come in, but they were just the ones that I thought I was, what's, what's the best way to put this, worthy of, or the ones that I thought made logical sense, like sequentially, based on like where I'm at in my career, like I was like, oh, this would happen, this would happen, A, B, and C. And I wasn't letting myself be delighted by these amazing plot twists. Even though I was happy for them, I was also like, okay, is this real? (laughs) Not fully receiving it. And my coach, she told me that it's like I have this waiting room, like an energetic waiting room full of packages and they're all like stuffed and I can't make room to receive more packages until I acknowledge the ones and take them home and open them that are already there. And think of the packages as the blessings, the blessings from the universe. And it blew my mind. I was like, wow, that is such a powerful imagery to me. And she gave me this assignment that I want to share with you. List out all of the packages from the universe you receive that are showing you that you are a magnet. Where are you not acknowledging the packages? What would it look like to acknowledge them? There's more waiting in the queue. Your energetic waiting room is always full. Oh, so good. And then the next question she asked me, what are some things that would represent you accepting the packages? I hope that you can reflect on this too and get in the energy of celebrating yourself. Here are the things that I'm personally doing to accept my blessings, my packages, and to celebrate myself. I love to turn on my favorite music and have a dance party to celebrate my wins. 
And this is actually something that Rad and I, my partner and I, have been doing, especially since I started my business, where even when I got like the first person to book a like a free consultation call, we were dancing. We were dancing and blasting music to all the way up to this podcast opportunity being flown out, the article. We have dance parties and I feel like that celebration, that energy of love and support, it really amplifies that feeling and it feels like a cozy warm blanket just embracing you and I highly suggest doing this with somebody you love too. Second, accept compliments on your success. Practice really truly receiving it and saying thank you from the heart instead of feeling rushed to pass over the moment. So that's something I kind of mentioned earlier. Um, But I just wanted to put that here as another reminder because I think it's so important to unlearn the patriarchal societal conditioning that tells us like, oh, be pretty, but don't think you're too pretty. Be successful, but not too successful where you're intimidating. Like all these really unrealistic, stupid, freaking expectations and contradictions that are put on us as women. Fuck it. Accept the compliments you are amazing. You can be whatever and whoever you want to be. You don't have to mend or mold or shape to anybody's expectations except your own. Next, I suggest rereading old journals, diaries, and planners to send gratitude to that past version of you who got you here. Celebrate how so many of the things that they were worried about are resolved now or are so far behind you in your rearview mirror. I loved rereading my old diaries and I always get so teary reading them and it's just an exercise I really highly suggest you doing and it's really fun to also journal. It's it's kind of, it's pretty meta where you read all your like journal and then you journal about rereading your past journal and then eventually a future version of you will read it. Next, I suggest that when you're experiencing self-doubt, write down 15 reasons why you are the perfect person for this opportunity. And yes, you can include skill sets, but also remember to prioritize your lived experiences, your character, your values, your perspectives, and how you make people feel. How do you shift the energy in a room by just being in it and being yourself? All of the things that come up, write them down. (laughs) Lastly, what I've been doing is I love to embrace myself in like a hug. And I like to put my left hand over my heart, my right hand on my stomach. And any version of this I'll say. These are, sometimes I'll say only one of these affirmations or I'll say all of them. But I just like to just give myself a little peaceful, reflective moment embracing myself and saying, I'm proud of you. I'm so happy to receive this. I am so grateful things are working out in my favor. I believe in the best case scenario. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope that 
this episode resonated with you and helped you feel seen and that it gave you some ideas on how you could celebrate yourself or even reflect it back to you like, hey, I am just kind of shining my light in a room when I could be expanding it to a ballroom, a stadium, an arena. Um, Yeah, I just, I think that enough's enough with dimming our light and let's just be our biggest, brightest selves and, you know, process when the fear comes up, but understand that it's just a sign from the universe that it's time to level the fuck up. And the fact that it's in our reality means that we're ready for it. We're ready for it. Thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. And I'm celebrating you. Celebrating you for how far you've come, for how much you've grown, and for the person that you are in this very moment. And I want you to receive that from me to you right now. Just take a moment to receive that. Thank you again for listening, and I'll catch you next week. If you need guidance with your personal style, I'd love to help you with my one-on-one personal styling and confidence coaching services. Whether it's for an event, your everyday style, or a brand photo shoot, we get you ready to embody your next level of growth with true-to-you outfits you absolutely love. Check out my website at www.arielbrittany.com and follow me on Instagram at ariel.brittany. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Dress to Manifest with Ariel Burtney is a production by Yali Christina Podcast Services.